Chapter 53, Plainview, Texas, 7.08 p.m., Saturday evening, 1986. There are we, Don murmured, gawking in amazement at the moderately populated town square of Plainview. A smoky layer of dusk pulling the sun behind the piggly wiggly down the block. The goodies record store and the video roundup next to it doing brisk business with its VHS and Betamax offerings. Oh, would you look at that, Marcy noted dryly, glancing about with wide eyes. Maybe the 80s, wouldn't you say, Bill? Definitely the 80s, Bill conferred with a bob of his head, searching the perimeters for the shadowy figure of Aunt Penelope, before his eyes fell on the Sanders Antique Store on the other side of the street with a suspicious glare. An eight-wheeled pickup truck rumbled at the intersection, a gun rack mounted in the back window of the vehicle, as Bill observed. Still Texas, though. God bless it all. The trio stood on the sidewalk in silence for an awkward number of seconds, regarding one another uneasily. Don's eyes darting around wildly, his mouth opening and closing as if he meant to speak, but had no idea what to say, nor in which language to say it. The Saturday night crowds surged around them, rushing about on weekend errands. Well, Bill proclaimed, exhaling noisily, clapping his hands together. I guess we'll see ya. Bill shook Don's hand, pumping it as he smiled, remarking amiably, Really can't thank you enough, Don, I tell ya. Good luck with things. Okay, Don responded with a weak shake waving to Marcy as his feet followed his eyes to the nearest newsstand, where he stared stoically down at the day's headlines. Something about a cold war and Reaganomics, with a picture of a smiling Reagan and Gorbachev shaking hands. After a long beat, he shook his head as if to clear it, before following a group of giggling teenagers into the video store, his gaze locked onto the small flickering TV screen inside with rapturous zeal straightening the lapels of his brown suit. Come on, Bill pulled Marcy's hand, leading her across the street, past the Haraza plant shop, to the locked front door of the Sanders Antiques, with a sign that read, Closed but not forever, an aggressively hard-to-decipher cursive, hung on the dented brass doorknob. You have to see inside, Bill promised Marcy, searching the perimeter for an alternate way in before locating the alley running behind the storefront. Let's try around back. Well, haven't you become quite the burglar? A finger to his mouth, Bill pushed Marcy back against the brick wall of the alley, motioning for her to crouch beside him, concealing themselves behind a metal dumpster crookedly seated between shop doors as one rattled open with a creak. Bill leaned out, peeking around the trash bin, squinting in the dim twilight to spy younger Jim gliding out the back door of the antique shop mid-conversation with someone inside, a bag of trash in hand. Bill pulled his body back, hearing only snatches of the exchange as he silently fought Marcy for the best position from which to eavesdrop. Of course, young Jim mumbled, propping the back door of the shop open with a chipped red brick he kicked into place. The other voice, low and obscured by distance, 
answered, though Bill could tell young Jim was frustrated and, assuming it must be young Alice with whom he spoke, nodded knowingly. Powerful weapon, Jim scoffed as the dumpster lid clattered open, followed by an unintelligible stream of terse commands from inside before the plastic bag bonged into the metal receptacle and the lid clanged down again, his tone mocking. The Hicks sculptor? I don't believe you. Taking a chance, Bill popped up and down, his stomach dropping as he spied a swish of black material and silver hair from just inside the door as Jim kicked the brick aside. They were too late. Aunt Penelope was already here. The other voice raised and Bill picked out the word clockmaker before Jim answered curtly, I do. I appreciate everything you're going to do before the back door slammed shut. Bill and Marcy exchanged worried frowns before Bill announced, We have to get a message to Phineas and Maryville, but I don't even have the coordinates here we came through so fast. How will they find it? Marcy smiled, pulling the sleeve of her shirt back to expose a list of coordinates scribbled across her forearm in blue ink. Good thing I got them then. God, I love you, woman, Bill sighed, taking her hand and kissing it. You've saved us. Not yet, Marcy shrugged, squeezing his hand. But we will. We'll save the whole damn world if we have to. What else do we have going on this weekend? 